Hi, Mission Gathering Issaquah, Charlotte, and Pasadena. I am so glad to be with you on this second Sunday of Advent. Christmas time is here, and in the midst of the trees and the lights and Buddy the Elf and the new Pentatonics Christmas album, at Christmas we think about God taking the form of a baby, a vulnerable baby born to a, a teenage mom in a dirty, messy barn. Our modern nativity scenes of the manger are a little cleaner and tidier than, than the real story. I've never seen a uh, nativity scene on a mantle that had sheep poop in it, which would have been there uh, 2,000 years ago. And in this time of COVID, where we are sanitizing everything. I wonder if sometimes we sanitize the story of the birth of Jesus as well. So let's be honest this morning about how messy and real and vulnerable and also beautiful this story really is, that God would enter into our messy humanity. We hold belief as Christians that God came in the form of a baby, and the fancy word for that is incarnation. It, it literally means in the flesh, flesh and bone. God is like us, like you. And it was a sort of a, uh, a strange idea during the time of Jesus in the Greco-Roman world. Uh, we have writings from the Greek philosopher in the second century named Celsus. And he was a vocal critic of Christianity, believing that Christianity went against Greek values and culture. And this is what Celsus said. A god would not have had such a body as yours, the body of a god would not have been begotten the way your Jesus was begotten. Since he already knew how to create people, he could have created a body for this spirit and not cast his spirit into such defilement. It was offensive and ridiculous to him that a God would choose to become so lowly, like a human, like us. A defiled human body born into a poor Palestinian family who would grow up to befriend social outcasts, the marginalized women. That was offensive. The gods were better than that. New, Year, uh, New Year's Eve, a couple of years ago at Times Square, Mariah Carey performed a song I love, All I Want for Christmas is You. And uh, it was freezing that night at Times Square on New Year's Eve. The crowd was packed. And I remember she paused in between songs and she looked out at that freezing crowd. She said, they told me there would be hot tea. She said, oh, it's a disaster. Okay, well, we'll just have to rough it. I'm going to be like everybody else with no hot tea. Mariah Carey had to stoop to the level of us normal people and suffer in the cold with no hot tea. Mariah Carey, as a celebrity diva, she is better than that. She would not want to stoop to our level. That's how the ancient people saw the gods. They are better than that. They are celebrity divas. They would, it would be offensive and ridiculous for them to stoop to our level and become like us. And followers of Jesus believed this is what their God had done in Jesus. God had become like us. Why would God do that? Why would God do such an embarrassing Thing in their time. Because God wants to be with us. That's the meaning of that fancy Christmas word, Emmanuel. God with us. 
God wants to show us that humans, we bear the image of God. St. Athanasius in the 4th century said, He became what we are, that God might make us what God is. C.S. Lewis put it this way, The Son of God became like us so that we may become sons of God. Paul put it this way in Colossians 1, The Son of the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, He is before all things. And in Him all things hold together, for God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things. Scott Erickson, the author and artist of the book that we are following this Advent, Honest Advent, he says, Incarnation is the process of becoming seen. To be seen is to allow yourself to be known, and to be known is to risk being loved or not. God took that risk by becoming like us. Scott Erickson says that he believes so many people lose their religious faith because they believe that who they truly are is not accepted by God. And it's easy to come to that conclusion because this is what we have experienced in relationships throughout our whole lives. When we mess up, when we fail, when we live out of our hurt, our anger, and we hurt others, it ends in broken relationships, it ends in um, calls and texts that go unreturned. We show who we are, we show our true colors, we risk facing rejection. Shame is when we feel that we lack what it takes to be loved. And we feel that we have to work to earn that love because who we are is just not enough. That is shame. And the antidote, the, the vaccine for shame is grace. And grace is, gosh, it's become an overly churchy word. It makes me think of Christmas vacation where Aunt Edna uh, is asked to say grace. She says, grace, you passed away 30 years ago. Let's get a better definition of grace. Grace means that there is nothing that you have to do in order to be loved. Being you is enough. You are loved by the one who made you and formed you in the womb by God. As Mr. Rogers would say to the children on his show, I like you just the way you are. God coming as Jesus says to us, says to you, I like you just the way you are. That is grace. John 1.14, the message version says, The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. The unseen God comes to us full of grace and truth. He comes seeing you in all, for all of who you are, right now, just as you are. But those who represent this God of Christianity um, the church, Christians, pastors like me, we have often gone against this idea. We have said so many times that you are not worthy of love. 
that who you are is not enough. You are not good enough to be loved by God because of your uh, questions, because of your doubts, because of your different beliefs, uh, because of your sexuality, because of your gender, because of the color of your skin, because of your socioeconomic status, you are not enough. That is sin. That we, as those who claim to represent the Christ, the God of love, would say that you are not enough. That is sin. For that, we as pastors need to repent. Because the God of this universe, the God of love, the creator of all, who made you just as you are, loves you. It says that you are good. Genesis 1. You are very good. And all of our messiness, God said yes to humanity by becoming like one of us, by becoming a baby, a person. God said yes to uh, the physical world, the material world, flesh and bone, the energy and the, the spirit of God. She is coming into the world through matter, through stuff, through you. Bono, the lead singer of the band U2, he is deeply spiritual and he does not really align or associate with organized religion uh, because of all of the, the hurt it has caused. But in an interview he said this, the idea that God, if there is a force of love and logic in the universe, that it would seek to explain itself by becoming a child born in poverty and straw, a child, I just thought, wow, just the poetry. I saw the genius of picking a particular point in time and deciding to turn on this. Love needs to find a form. Intimacy needs to be whispered. Love has become an action or something concrete. It would have to happen. There must be an incarnation. Love must be made flesh. As Paul writes in Ephesians, Christ is all and in all and through all. God took the same risk that we take every day, the risk of being seen and known and loved. The risk of incarnation is the risk of love, the risk of being your true self, the risk of loving others as they are, of meeting people where they are, not where we want them to be. That is the risk of incarnation, of love. God did that with us through Jesus. May we do that to others. May we be our true selves in all our messiness because it is not until we come to terms with the difficult parts of us can we live out of uh, the truest part of ourselves, rooted and found in the image of God. So may we know, may you know that you are so deeply loved, that God would come in the form of a child, a person, flesh and bone, because God wants to be with us. We do not just remember the God who came 2,000 years ago in the form of Jesus. We are aware this Advent of the God that is still being birthed all around us and within us in our world, bringing hope and light 
and peace and love and restoration. May it be so.